God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Welcome everybody to day 23 of our 90 day challenge. The topic for today is God is working for you without you. Be careful to do what it says, then you will truly be successful. Esther, the first chapter, the first verse. This is what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes, who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. The military leaders of Persia and Media, the princes and the nobles of the provinces were present. For a full 180 days, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. When these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other, and the royal wine was abundant, in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions, for the king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when King Xerxes was in high spirits from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mehuman, Bitha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abigtha, Zephthar, and Carcass, to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and the nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. That ends our reading for today. And the topic for our worship thought is God is working for you without you. Do you remember show and tell in kindergarten? During show and tell, we learned a lot about our classmates because we all brought in something that had value to us. Some would bring in their pet fish. Others would bring in a picture of their family. But the objective was to show the gift and then tell your classmates why it mattered to you. From face value, the object had nothing to do with the student presenting it until the student interwove his story within and between the show and tell item. In the same way, the book of Esther is one of God's show and tell projects in the Bible. Esther is a short book with a powerful message about God's providence. As you read it, remember this, 
God's protection isn't based on our performance, but upon his providence. In other words, God is in control. God is always behind the scenes coordinating your victory, even when we think he's not working or moving. Tony Evans calls the book of Esther a Cinderella story if you've ever heard one. It is the only book in the Bible that does not mention God directly. But if you read closely, you will see God's fingerprints throughout every chapter of the book. Remember this. Whenever you hear Esther from this day forward, think providence. And whenever you hear providence, think fingerprints. Throughout each chapter, God appears invisible, but is working behind the scenes to reveal purpose. That's exactly what fingerprints do. A fingerprint is never seen with the naked eye, but if examined closely with the right tools, you can solve an unsolvable mystery. Esther then gives us three important worship lessons. Number one, God gives worshipers strategy. Number two, God uses our natural abilities. And number three, God works for us without us. One of the ways God gives us strategies is by connecting us to people like Mordecai. Mordecai adopted his orphan cousin Esther and loved her as if she were his own daughter. God sent her a strategy through a surrogate. Esther then became a strategist. When the contest occurred to replace Queen Vashti, all of the other contestants were asking for the most exquisite of clothes. Esther, however, asked for nothing at all. She was modest and respectful. Her inner beauty gave her a special grace that could not be duplicated. Remember our previous worship thought, sometimes less is more? Well, anytime you have to become anything other than yourself to get it, you will have to lie to keep it. That's not worth it. When the time came for Esther to make a bold move, Esther fasted for three days. She wasn't so arrogant to assume she could have victory without her victor. But she was extremely selective about sharing certain parts of her identity. She was honest with everybody, but transparent with a few. Esther hid her Jewish identity from the beauty pageant and won and ultimately, it was Esther's natural beauty that positioned her to deliver God's people from certain judgment. Esther's story reminds me of the man with the shriveled hand in Luke 6, who also was a kind of show and tell project. The accusers were hoping to find Jesus guilty of breaking the law, but Jesus knew who he was. He didn't boast or bicker. Jesus never touched the man with the shriveled hand. Instead, he empowered the patient to become his own physician. He said, stretch forth your hand. And immediately the man was healed. What if God is using this season to give you a supernatural strategy like he did Esther and the man with the withered hand to heal yourself and to heal your people? What if you don't need the pastor to show up this time? What if you don't need extra to experience the extraordinary? In the same way Jesus spoke healing and in the same way Esther spoke confidently about her commitment to her people, God has special strategies for you to get the job done, even though your accusers are making the situation more difficult than it needs to be. God is the king of new ideas. If you desire to be his show and tell project, he will give you a shortcut, take you through the back door and heal you by crowning you the least likely to succeed because God is a God of spiritual strategies. God also uses our natural abilities. The Bible does not shy away from Esther's natural beauty. You see, God not only gives us spiritual gifts, 
God also gives us natural abilities and acquired skills that accentuate our worship. So don't shrink yourself to become something God never called you to be. Don't conform to what others say you need to become in order to acquire a certain status. God does not anoint clones. He only anoints the authentic you. When you are able to walk confidently in the natural gifts, grace, and abilities God has given you, then you can stand before any king or queen without hesitation because you know God is with you. Finally, Esther's story proves that God is able to work for us without us. Most people who preach from the book of Esther run to Esther 4.16, which says this, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. But the scripture that really takes the cake for me is in Esther 1 and 12. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious with anger. As the book of Esther opens, we are told that the king of Persia is throwing two banquet feasts that last 187 days to display his splendor. He demands Vashti to come and she refuses. Her denial creates a door. Her refusal creates an opening. Sometimes God will make room for you in one area by causing your Vashti to say no in another area. Vashti to me represents the person you've been begging to see your worth and value, but she's refusing to show up for you. Or Vashti to me represents the relationship that didn't work out even though you tried with all of your might. She represents the person who was too entitled to be appreciative and self-sabotaged the opportunity so that God could create a stream in the middle of the desert for you. Vashti is Saul. David would have never become king if Saul had done right in the eyes of the Lord. And for us, we've got to learn to stop saving people from their own demise. You ain't Jesus. Let the chips fall where they may. Walk into every opportunity that God opens for you and thank God that your Vashti wasn't smart enough to manipulate the system. Thank God your opponents are too gullible to realize that their rejection was your acceptance. I remember applying to Duke University to get my MDiv. I knew the Lord told me to move to North Carolina, but I was waitlisted at Duke for my MDiv and rejected from Duke for my PhD in English. The only thing I had in the bag, so to speak, was my offer letter from Teach for America to teach Spanish at a school in Durham. I was so convinced that God was relocating me to North Carolina, I was planning to teach Spanish for as long as God allowed until another door opened for me to study at Duke. I'll never forget it. The last day to accept the teaching position was on a Friday in June or July. I was walking to the office computer at my mom's daycare to notify Teach for America that I was going to accept the job on nothing but faith. As I was opening my email, the phone rang in the office that I never worked from. It was the admissions department from Duke calling to inform me that I had been removed from the waiting list because someone who was accepted previously decided not to come to Duke anymore. Not only was I removed from the waiting list, I was also awarded a substantial Martin Luther King scholarship and they were calling to ask me if I wanted to accept over the phone. 
if I wanted to accept over the phone, I screamed yes as loud as I could muster because once again, God was working for me without me. (laughs) He was there all the time. And all he asked of me was to trust him. So thank you, Vashti, for not coming to the Duke party. Thank you, Saul, for loving the people more than the potter. Your refusal made way for my rehearsal. Your no thank you opened a door for me that put me in the right place at the right time. Trust, my friends, that God knows your end from the beginning. Your steps and even their missteps are ordered by the Lord. So what is your worship work today? Look for God behind the scenes. Whatever you've been holding on to tightly, remove your hands from it. Trust it. Trust God in it. Why? Because God is not just smarter than you. God is in control. There's nothing that happens in this world that catches you by surprise. (laughs) Nothing that happens in our everyday lives that catches you by surprise. You're in control. You're in control. You're in control. You're the sovereign Lord, our King, and we worship you. Yes, Lord. Worship you tonight, Jesus. He's in control. 